With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome on this Sunday morning. It's August 8th, folks. I thank you for getting up early and tuning in. I can't thank you enough as I do every every show that I do. The community. I had a stranger come up to me. The community. I had a stranger come up to me um, this past week and, and, and said, you know, I've been you know, listening to you forever and ever and ever. And even during those times when I wanted to get out of the market because I was scared, you kept me in there. You, I, I, I would tune in and you kept me in there and I've made a lot of money. And that's why I love doing this show. I love helping out the listening audience, getting them pointed in the right direction hopefully making a difference in their financial future. And if I can make a difference in your financial future, I would love to talk 800-TALK-WGY, 1-800-TALK-WGY, 1-800-825-5949, Any questions whatsoever, folks, any questions, um, give me a call. Let's... Let's hopefully get you pointed in the right direction so that you can hopefully have a better a better quality of life in retirement. 1-800-825-5949. We talked a little bit yesterday about General Electric. They had a reverse stock split, one for eight. That means, you know, for for um, every eight shares that you had, you you received one share. So if you woke up and all of a sudden your GE went from you know thirteen dollars a share to a hundred dollars a share, no, GE did not grow like that overnight. I'm not sure if GE will ever grow like that again. It was one of the greatest, best companies in the world, one of the biggest companies in the world, and today they're just I I think, and I'm not here to this GE, but just trying to find their way. They have a good CEO trying to make a difference. And GE has done well over the last year. You know, it's up over 150% um, over over the last year, um, 104% to be exact, over the last year. So GE has come a long way. You know, it was down around $6 a share. But remember, and this was before the split, Back at the turn of the century, GE was almost $58, $59 a share. And during the Great Recession, it dropped down to about $550, $575 a share. And then it went all the way up to $31 a share a few years ago and came back down to $6 a share. And here we are at, at $13 a share. Now it's with the reverse split. $100 a share. So GE has had quite the roller coaster ride for a company that used to be one of the best companies. And this is why we don't advocate having your portfolio in just a handful of stocks. If you, you know, GE is considered what we call an industrial company. 
and you can buy the Sector Spider XLI if you want exposure to GE Honeywell, Union Pacific, UPS, Raytheon, Boeing, 3M, Caterpillar, Deer, Lockheed Martin. Those are the top 10 holdings in the industrial uh, ETF. And, you know, when you, when you think the number one holding is Honeywell at 5.19%, GE represents about 3.63% of this sector. I guess where I'm going is if you like industrials, can you imagine if you own GE and you just really wrote it down for for just a horrendous ride you know GE over the last five years is still down almost 56 percent whereas you look at a company like Honeywell up 150 percent Union Pacific up 133 percent Honeywell up 107 percent this is just over the last five years GE as I said being down 56 percent and that's why you have to be careful so reverse splits happen GE was cheap I hate the word cheap but at $13 a share it was cheap I guess there's no other way of of saying that you know they got rid of their dividend they got booted out of the Dow Jones industrial average and Investors this week woke up and got one share for every eight that they that they own. And why do why do companies do this? Well, you know, some companies they they do reverse splits because you know they they don't want to have that cheap stock price. They want to have a stock price that's comparable to other stocks in their industry. They don't want to risk the chance of possibly being delisted. Believe it or not. Uh, stock can can be delisted um, from from a stock exchange and you know as I said based on the new share price the peak was $461 that's based on this eight from one reverse stock split back in Jack Welch's days if you work for Jack Welch you might not have liked them if you invested in GE back then Jack Welch made some money for its shareholders Jack Welch would always say, I'm here to make money for the shareholders. And he did. It was a hot stock. Truly, truly a hot stock. So that's what happened with GE this week. If you woke up and all of a sudden you saw that, no, GE did not go from $13 to $100. The other thing that happened this week, the Senate moved closer to approving, you know, a trillion-dollar infrastructure bill. Now, folks, this bill, out of Washington is supposed to be for infrastructure, right? 2,702 pages. 2,702 pages in this bill. How much junk do you think is in this bill? That I just don't understand. I, I just don't understand how that can be. Why can't we just have a bill? If they want to pass an infrastructure bill why can't we just have a bill i'm all for building out our infrastructure it's tired it's old it's 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 weak in so many areas you know whether it be the highways byways infrastructure like the internet believe it or not i mean that's what uh, you know that's the foundation of this country we can put some people to work get them off the couch get them out there working, making a decent wage, and making our country better. But I'll bet you a dollar for donuts when when all the fluff 
gets sorted out, you know, I, I already know there's, I forget how many tens of millions of dollars in there so that Nancy Pelosi can have a, I, I forget if it's a street named after her or something, but something far, far, far from infrastructure. And I guess in Washington, I don't understand politics, but I guess in order for, you know, if you want my vote, you have to give me something. And that's why this bill is 2,702 pages long. The other thing that happened this week, Robinhood went public. Robinhood is a platform that a lot of younger people are using the trade. I don't trust it. I said it yesterday. I'll say it again today. I watched a, a news program, business news program this week, and one of the money managers said, I needed to open up a Robinhood account so that I knew, you know, what what they were all about. And he said he wired money in. Now, folks, when you wire money into a company like Charles Schwab, Fidelity, Vanguard, they're going to have it within hours, if not minutes. He said it took a week before Robinhood even posted his money. Where was this money? I don't know. Maybe Robinhood was using it as a float. This is some of the tricks that some companies use. So I don't trust Robinhood, but a lot of a lot of younger people have opened up accounts. And I love the fact that younger people are investing, learning how to invest and getting interest in investing. I think that's a good thing. So Robinhood came out at $38, dropped, I forget, you know, four, um, 40%, then it soared 85%, and it finished the week out at, I don't know, around 50, 59%, I think was the exact um, percentage. But boy, if you owned it, 57% to be exact. If you owned it, you know, if you bought it when it first came out at the IPO, you might have gotten in, you know, at a lower price than the than the $38 that it came out at. If you were able to get in when it dropped like a, you know, lead balloon, then good for you because it ended the week at $55 a share. So from the IPO price, it was up 57% for the week. Now, that's not bad. It's still not a company that I would be investing in. It's not only a platform to trade meme stocks like GameStop and AMC Entertainment. You remember the wild rides that those companies were on. And these aren't companies you want to invest your, your core investments in because these companies really, they should have almost been probably out of business. But through the through the social media platforms, they were able to hype up the share prices and these price, these stocks went on one heck of a roller coaster ride. And now not only was Robinhood a platform for investors, especially young investors to trade these stocks, but now Robinhood is probably one of those meme stocks. So would I be investing in Robinhood? Absolutely not. But Robinhood got some publicity this week. 1-800 talk WGY 1-800-825-5949 did a webinar a couple weeks ago I told 5949 we did a webinar a couple weeks ago I told you about it it's up on our website boucher.com go to the insights and perspectives and you know I did it with I had Marty Shields and Paolo LaPietra do it with me it is Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. And it's a good week. When we do these webinars, we give out some great information and we gave out a lot of good information on what's going on the um in the economy and why we're optimistic with the stock market you know you have job openings are almost at all-time highs jobless claims are declining which is good household debt is a percentage of income has come down and savings rate went up during the global pandemic but now it's it's coming down a little bit because people are out there spending money they have been locked up for what 18 months and all of a sudden they feel free as a bird and they're out there spending money let's hope it lasts you have housing you know a pretty strong housing market and you have manufacturing pretty strong right now you got so many other parts of the economy that's that's strong. The other area that's strong is inflation. Inflation, the Fed feels it's temporary. I know I talk a lot about it, but basically interest rates revolve around inflation. Remember, when the economy's heating up too quick, too fast, the Fed will actually raise interest rates to slow down an economy that's moving too fast. They're tapping their foot on the brakes. That's why you'll see interest rates go up. And then on the opposite side of the coin, when the economy needs to be stimulated, when we need a catalyst, you'll see the Fed lower interest rates to make money easier to get. And this is where people will go out, individuals buying homes or cars or whatever you also have businesses that are borrowing money because the cost of borrowing money is really inexpensive and this stimulates the economy so right now we have interest rates still near historic lows i mean it, it blows my mind to think that you can still get a 30-year mortgage at three percent you can that's a beautiful thing so people are out there spending money. As I said yesterday, and I say every show, you and I are spending more at the gas pump, at the grocery store, and at your favorite hardware store. The price of all those goods, gas, milk, bread, plywood, all are up. And the Fed feels it's temporary. So they're sticking to their guns that they're going to leave interest rates low for another couple years let's hope they're right that's good for the stock market why because where else are you going to go you can lock your money up in a u.s 10-year treasury note and be promised by uncle sam that uncle sam will give you 1.28 percent 1.28 percent year in year out for the next 10 years and then give you your money back well if you buy one of those bonds folks when interest rates go up Let's make believe next year you can get 3% on a 10-year Treasury note. 
and the bond you bought this year is only paying 1.28, if you think you can go and sell your bond yielding 1.28% when new investors can buy new bonds at 3%, I'm making these numbers up. At 1.28, I'm not making up the 3% I'm making up because we just don't know where interest rates will be. But let's hypothetically say interest rates, the 10-year Treasury notes at 3%. And it could very well be. Nobody wants your bond. That means if you want to sell it so you can buy one of those new bonds, you have to sell it at a loss. So if you feel that stocks are too risky and you're putting your money in bonds, just think about that example. Bonds are risky as well. There's risk in every investment that you can possibly own. What you need to do is understand the risk. There's risk in cash. You can put your money under the mattress. He's putting it into a savings account right now, getting 0 0.2, 0 0.3% is like putting it under the mattress. If inflation averages 2% and you're getting 0.2% on your money, you're losing 1.8% a year. Your real return, your real rate of return is negative 1.8%. So there's even risk in cash. I like to give out these historic average returns for different asset classes, stocks. Average return over the last 90 years, 10 to 12%. Bonds, 4 to 6%. We know right now that's not the case. Bonds have had one heck of a run since the early 80s. They've been on a bull market, a rip-roaring tear, because interest rates were in the high teens. For those of you that remember borrowing money for a mortgage, I mean, you might have had a mortgage, a 20% mortgage rate. Can you imagine when today you get 3%? And what happens is there's an inverse relationship between yields and the price of bonds. So when those yields came from the high teens all the way down to near zero, the price of the bonds went up. You made some pretty good money over the last 40 years if you were investing in bonds, total return. Well, now it's just the opposite. Here we are, interest rates are near historic lows. And when they go up, the value of the bonds are going to go down. So you need to be careful uh, about that. The average inflation over the last 90 years is about 3.5%. Today it's under 2. But those are historical averages. Now, you know, the future, who knows? Nobody knows. Nobody has a crystal ball. But having diversification in your portfolio is probably the best bet. You want to have some stocks, some bonds, some cash real estate, you want to be diversified. A diversified portfolio will do well. And that's the key to investing and not getting scared out of the markets because of the headlines, because of your brother-in-law coming over for Sunday dinner later and you know, telling you how much he knows about investing. I can assure you folks, if you're invested for the right reasons, in the right type investments over time, you'll do just fine. The only people who lose during times of volatility are people that sell out of the market. If you get scared and you sell out of the market, you've 
realized some losses. If you hang in there and make believe you don't own stocks, let's say, that are the most volatile, it'll just be a paper loss. And all of a sudden, you'll wake up and you'll see that the stock market went on to make all-time highs, a new all-time high. That happens, and it'll happen over and over and over again. That's why you can't get scared out of the market. If you have a good portfolio, a well-diversified portfolio, don't get scared out of the market. Hang in there. Over time, you're going to do just fine. And right now, stocks probably look more appealing than bonds, although there's a lot of people that feel that stocks can or should go into a correction. Just because stocks are at all-time highs doesn't mean they need to correct. But stocks are overvalued a little bit compared to historical averages. I think the trailing P-E ratio is around 25. You know, over time, it's hovering around 16, 17, 18. So we're overvalued, the stock market. One of two things will happen. Either the stock market will correct itself and the values will come down, or the earnings will rise to meet the valuations. We're hopeful that we still have some, some room left in this rally that we're profiting from in the stock market for good reasons. The economy's strong. We're putting people back to work. 943,000 jobs yesterday for the month of July. June was revised up to 938,000 jobs. So that's all good news on the, on the job front. Corporate America's earning some serious money, healthy profits. The fundamentals are good. We're, we're out there spending money. Consumer sentiment is up. This new Delta variant may throw a little, you know, monkey wrench into our, our plans, but we'll get through it. We got through the global pandemic, didn't we? And it's not over. I think it's going to be with us forever. Hopefully more people will get vaccinated will be safer. And like the common cold and the flu, I think COVID is here to stay. I truly do. I told you yesterday about my buddy and his family. All five of them had the double Pfizer shot months ago. And this week, all five of them came down with COVID. Just like that. Now they don't know what, if it was the Delta variant or not, more than likely it was. But all five of them, fully vaccinated, came down with it. Now, here's a family that was very careful. And that, you know, they didn't take chances. They, you know, they weren't living, you know, life on the wild side. It's not like Woodstock days where you had a million people, you know, in, in, in close quarters. But all five of them came down with COVID. So it's a force to be reckoned with, and we'll reckon with it. We'll get through it. And from an investing standpoint, some of the volatility we've seen over the last couple of weeks is because of that. Why? Because some feel that if this Delta variant gets out of control and the numbers are high, that it may, maybe will go down, you know, with more of a, of a lockdown. And that's, that's what they're afraid of is you know, locking down again. I said yesterday, Zach, 
and, and I were talking to New York Auto Show. Canceled because of this Delta variant. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Michael Buble canceled the show at the Times Union Center. So you're going to see this happening, but don't let it, don't let it scare you from an investment standpoint. We're going to take a break for the news. 1-800-825-5949. 1-800-825-5949. Any questions you have, folks, give me a call during the news break. I'll pick you up on the other side. 1-800-825-5949. Hello and welcome back for the second half of Let's Talk Money. Thank you folks for hanging in through the news and tuning in this morning. And I'm telling you, I got to update that commercial. I've been saying it. Zach, please make sure I do that. We have four certified financial planners, soon to be six, and we have three CPAs, soon to be four. When I tell you I'm serious about planning out our client's future, I am as serious as serious can be. And I have invested in our team, building out our team. I, I continue to surround myself by really, really talented individuals. I'm committed to my clients and giving them the best advice that I can possibly give them. Today, I'd like to give you some advice. 1-800-825-5949. Let's go to the phone lines. We have Mike in Colony. Hello, Mike. Hello, how are you? I'm doing wonderful. That's great. What we're doing is we're buying a house in Florida and selling our house in the capital region, and we're about $250,000 short uh, for our house in Florida um, after we use the proceeds from our capital region home. And we're wondering, basically, should we take the 250 out of our investment portfolio and put it down um, in Florida, or should we take out a mortgage for that amount? That's basically it, what we're wondering. Hey, Mike, it's a great question, and I can show you why you should take out that mortgage. Because if that $250,000 is invested properly, let's make believe you're in a growth and income strategy, the best of both worlds, 60% targeted to equities, 40% bonds, alternative assets, cash. 
over time, your return could be about 8%. Inflation is 3%. That's still a net 5% rate of return. You can get a mortgage right now. And if you're retired, are you retired, Mike? Y yes, yes. So I, I would I probably... Yeah, I would probably look at a 15-year mortgage, 2.5%. You can get a 15-year mortgage now for 2.5%. And just if you can afford that cash flow of a mortgage payment, let that $250,000 grow. You know, if you look, God, the stock market year-to-date, we're up 19%. Over the last three years, your average return was 16%. You're only paying 2.5% for a 15-year mortgage. That's that's money in your pocket. So, no, I would not have you take that $250,000 out. I would have you keep that invested. And if you can make that mortgage payment, make that mortgage payment, take, take a mortgage. What part of Florida are you looking at? Um, the Tampa region, it's really okay. growing. It's a nice area. Oh, it's a hot hot area. Most of Florida is <laughs> a hot area. And I don't mean that um, temperature-wise, but a lot of people are moving out of... Yeah, a lot of people are moving out of New York, and Florida is one of the benefactors, um, one of the states that, that a lot of people are moving to. And, you know, and they're building, taxes. They're building there like crazy. They're building so many new homes and developments. It's remarkable. You have to bid on homes now. It's a, a, oh, yeah. a bidding war. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. No, a lot of people are moving down there. Well, I wish you the best. I hope that you yeah. enjoy it. And just remember to put your suntan lotion on before you go out. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you for your advice. We listen to you all the time. Bye-bye now. Thank you, Mike. Stay well. Yeah, I, I, I would not have Mike take money out of his portfolio. You know, if, you, if you're invested properly, if you don't get scared out of the market where you have knee-jerk reactions and panic, you're going to do just fine leaving that $250,000 invested over the next 15 years and pay that mortgage payment, have the best of both worlds. Hey, Zach, you got a little um, radio show you're going to do later this morning. What are we talking about today? Well, I got to lead off with the Albany Empire advancing to the championship again. Wow. Wow. That'll be good local news, huh? And just for you, I'm going to talk about how my favorite basketball team happened to win the Whitney Stakes. I saw that. Knicks go. I was actually up there after I did the radio show. I went up to the track and I watched that race. And this horse, I mean, wire to wire, he didn't even get dirty. Um, there was nobody in front of him ever. And he really, he, what a horse this horse was. He, he won that horse hands down handsomely. Yeah, so I wanted to sneak that in for you because I can mix my basketball with your horse racing. Well, you know, some 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 people like fast cars and fast horses, Zach. You've got to you got to open up that mind of yours, and you know, you got Formula One racing, NASCAR racing, horse racing. Um, you know, it's not all about basketball. One of these days, I'll join you at the track, and you can teach me a thing or two. Yeah, believe me, I can't teach anybody i can teach you how to bet my favorite color or my favorite you know name i can't teach you how to handicap i have no clue how to do that me neither steve <laughs> well listen um i know the show's at 11 o'clock what's the what's the call letters for the for the station so people can tune Fox in Sports at 11. 980, 95.9 fm
There you go, folks. And Zach really does do a good job. I listen to his show, and he really, he's pretty, pretty um, informative, and, and it's a great show. 1-800-TALK-WGY, 1-800-825-5949, 1-800-825-5949. Summer's flying by, folks. Nice and sunny out there this morning. I'm in historic downtown Troy looking outside. The sun's coming in, and it looks to be a nice day. August 8th, where? Where did the time go? August 8th. I can't can't believe it. It's August 8th. So we had a good week in the markets. You know, on Friday, he had a better than expected jobs report showing the economy continues to to grow. And, you know, the news now is what will the Federal Reserve do? Because if the economy is growing too fast, remember, even though they promised they're not going to raise interest rates for a couple of years, they may do so before then. There's no guarantees. It all depends what, what goes on with the economy. So hopefully, hopefully we can keep it in check. It'll be like the Goldilocks economy, not too hot, not too cold, just right. The Dow on Friday up 144 points four-tenths of a percent to close at 35,208. S&P up 7.4 points, 2%, 0.2% to close at um, 44.36. And that was the 44th record close of 2021. 44th record close. You don't think making money in the stock market? Man, oh, man. As I said, year-to-date, the S&P is up about 19%. On Friday, the NASDAQ fell a little bit, 59 points, four-tenths of a percent to close at 14,836. We're not at a record high, obviously, because it fell, but we're near a record high. And you had the non-farm payroll reports for July, which showed that you know employers are adding jobs at a good pace, 943,000 jobs in July and best of all was the revision for june june originally was reported at 850,000 jobs and the revised number was 938,000 jobs so more jobs were created in june than we originally thought so it was nice to see the pace of white collar jobs is is pretty healthy that means that offices are continuing to open up. People are getting back to work. Although a lot of companies will probably have their people work remotely for quite some time. And why not? I will. You know, it's a nice benefit that I can give my team. They've done a remarkable job working remotely for the last year and a half. Remarkable job. Our clients haven't skipped a beat. Our clients have been well taken care of. So if I can, if I can help our clients and help my team and 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 have it be win-win why not so there are a lot of people getting back to work and best of all you know service sector jobs you know people are out there spending money and that's that's a beautiful thing remember the consumer makes up two-thirds of the economy so when the consumer's out there spending money that's good for the economy that's good for the stock market Corporate America will sell more goods and services, and it's, you know, it's why I'm optimistic on the stock market, although I'm pretty much always a, a optimist when it comes to the stock market. You know, the stock market, sure. You know, if you look over the last 37 years, there were eight years where you had negative returns, over 37. So the majority of the time, stocks are up. 
the average swing in stocks from peak to trough, high to low in any given calendar year over those 37 years, 14% swing. On average, some years less, some years more, but on average, 14% swing in the stock market, high to low. And that comes with the territory. That's what we call volatility. I don't look at it as risk. I look at it as volatility. And as a professional money manager, we love volatility. We take advantage of volatility when we're able to invest in, in areas of the market that might have been too expensive. When we see volatility, we jump all over it. And that's how investors need to look at volatility as a buying opportunity, depending on what you're looking to buy. So you had, um, you know, the U.S. Central Bank, it's been flooding markets, capital markets, trillions of dollars of liquidity uh, in basically an attempt to support asset prices and the economy. It's still purchasing about $120 billion a month in treasury and mortgage securities. So they may pare that down. The Fed may pare, pare that down. And, you know, if you look over the over the week, the stock market was up and down, up and down, up and down. But um, but it's always, I guess, up and down, up and down, up and down. When you look at the Dow on Monday, down 97 on Tuesday, up 278 on Wednesday, down 323 on Thursday, up 278, and on Friday, up 144. So for the week, the Dow rose 273 points, eight tenths of a percent. S&P gained nine tenths of a percent. NASDAQ gained 1.1%. Russell 2000 gained just under 1%. I'll take that. That's not bad. You made some money this week. The best performing sector was financials. Financials were up about three and a half percent, which makes my clients happy because we're overweight financials in a good way. We like financials. So, um, you know, when we bought them, we were getting, you know, almost a 3% dividend yield on our financial holdings. That's pretty good. It's better than the 10-year Treasury note finished out on Friday at 1.28%, almost 1.29%. So here I am. I bought our financial holdings, and we were getting about a 3% dividend yield value oriented because it was trading at a discount to the market our financial holdings were trading at about you know 10 12 pe ratio where the markets are over 20 pe ratios that's what we consider um you know a discount to the markets and we'll take that all day long it's worked out in our favor so when we see a week like this week where financials were up three and a half percent that's 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 beautiful news for us gold down two and a half percent to 1760 an ounce um almost that, that was just friday it lost two and a half percent for the week it lost almost three percent oil also fell on friday 1.2 percent to close at 68 dollars a barrel and for the week down almost eight percent oil was down almost eight percent for the week so you know if you look you know you made some money in oil year to date your return in oil, if you bought it on January 1st, was you're up almost 41%. Gold, you're down 7% year to date. Gold was as high over the last year, was as high as 2025 almost an ounce, and here we are at 1760. I'm not sure what what's going to happen with gold. You know, it's a hard investment to 
to figure out. A lot of people love to own gold because they feel it's safe. They feel that it gives them, you know, some, some, um, something in their portfolio that they can make money on. But a lot of people buy gold as a hedge against inflation. And as the dollar weakens, gold will will be a, you know, something that they they can have in the portfolio as a hedge against that and with the government spending the money that they're spending folks we're 28 trillion dollars there's 12 zeros in a trillion 28 trillion dollars in debt that's a lot of money our budget deficit this year is almost three trillion dollars i think we bring in just less than four trillion in income and we're going to spend almost seven trillion that's before this trillion dollar infrastructure package that they're looking at now in Washington. So the government's been spending a lot of money. Hopefully it'll start slowing down because if the economy doesn't need all that money being spent, then, you know, why, why spend it? It's just, it's not good for our balance sheet. This, this, it's something that a lot of people in Washington don't want to talk about, but someday they're going to have to talk about it. It's just we, we, we can't go on as a country with a balance sheet that we have. We really have to rein that in at, at some point. And hopefully, hopefully we will. Hopefully we, we, we will rein it in at, at some point. Um, we got to make, you know, some unpopular decisions, let's say, to, to have be fiscally prudent. Is that a good way of, of, of stating it? So hopefully Washington will do that. If you have any questions, folks, I'm going to take a 15-second break. But on the other side, our phone numbers, 1-800-825-5949. Thank you, folks, for letting me wet my whistle. Thank you for tuning in today. I can't thank you enough. Talking a little bit about the markets, and when you look at some some of the big stocks, big names that that you know, you know, God, the S and P is up about 19% year to date. But you look at some stocks like Chevron up 21%. You got J.P. Morgan Chase up 24%. You have Home Depot up 24, almost 25%. Goldman Sachs up 51%. American Express up 42%. Microsoft up 30%. We like that. I'm a big fan of technology, and I love technology. I think I'll always love technology. On the other side of the coin, you got Apple only up 10%. Apple was one of those big tech names that got hurt when interest rates were going up because basically big tech names, when interest rates go up, big tech names are valued at the future cash flow. And with higher interest rates, it really, the, the discounted cash flow isn't worth as much. And you'll see big tech names like Apple, Microsoft, all those big tech names took it on the chin for a while. So Apple's only up 10% year to date, but we like Apple. We, we bought into it when it was, oh, about $120 a share. So here we are, we're sitting at $146 a share. 1-800-825-5949. Let's go back to the phone lines. We have Sharon in Massachusetts. Hello, Sharon. Hi, how are you? I'm doing okay. wonderful. How are you? Okay. I turned the radio off because I don't know if it's ahead or behind when I people talk on the phone, so I just 
turned it off so that I'm only talking with you right now. But um, my question is about China. You know, this $30 trillion debt that we hear we're in, uh, that we have, uh, and are we borrowing money from China or not? Um, or are we just printing up more money when we need more money, um, like this infrastructure bill that they have passed or are planning to pass? Um, you know, my feeling is, why do we keep spending? I can see repairing or building new bridges. I mean, when it comes to people, you know, the death rate as far as how serious uh, when it comes to saving lives, that uh, you have to spend money on infrastructure. But beyond that, do we need the newest, fastest, best? Would we be better off? I, I mean, why are we spending and continually running up that? You know, you had said it was twenty-eight uh, trillion, not thirty trillion, but whatever there. So, what do you have to say on that and borrowing from China? Are we doing it? Yeah, so China and Japan own most of our debt. So yes, in in essence, Sharon, they are loaning us money. They're buying our bonds and we're paying them interest. Interest is one of the biggest line items in the US budget. So with interest rates being as low as they are, you know, I just said the 10-year treasury notes yielding 1.28%. If it was 2%, our line item for interest would be more because we'd be paying countries like China and Japan a whole lot more. China owes just over $1 trillion they own of U.S. securities. So they have loaned us a lot of money and they continue to loan us money. China, you know, is buying our paper because our paper is safe. Our paper is, is, is um, you know, in the world, the safest paper there there is. So countries like China know that and they'll buy, you know, they loan us money. Now, do we need to be spending money? I, I think the infrastructure bill, if the money was all going for infrastructure, you know, our highways, byways, our airports, our internet, our bridges, they're all in sad, sad, sad shape. And if we can, if we can build out our infrastructure and put people to work with good paying jobs, it's a win-win. Now, should we be spending money like we are for unemployment benefits? My personal opinion is absolutely not. I have so many clients that are business owners. I talk to a lot of business owners. They can't get people to come back to work because Uncle Sam is paying them too much money to stay home. That's money that I think right now we don't need to spend. We'll find out soon if they're going to extend it because it runs out in um you know, September. So we'll see if Uncle Sam's going to extend that or not. Hopefully, hopefully they won't extend it and we'll be able to, um, you know, get back on, on, on track. So that's kind of, you know, that's kind of the take, but hopefully Washington will sooner than later get on track with wrapping their arms around this, this debt. We keep spending more money than we bring in. And during this global pandemic, Sharon, I think that was probably good. It kept us afloat, kept the economy going. We needed to do that. But on an ongoing basis, we have to be more careful about spending more than we're bringing in. We really have to start reining that in. We can't, as an individual, run our household budget like that, but the government runs our country like that. Sharon, we're coming up to the end of the show. Thank you for the question. Stay safe, stay healthy. Folks, I can't believe it's almost the end. 
but only the end of the show. Now you can go out and enjoy this beautiful, spectacular, gorgeous day. I hope you stay safe, healthy. Let's hope we have a good week in the stock markets. Come back next Saturday at noon. Go to our website, Boucher.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.